1: Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods. Today we have Josh Jones. Um, Josh is one of the guys from Texas has been killing it. He's caught, I think, uh, gosh, sorry. He caught a ton of double digits. I think he caught a, a 13, a 15 involved with the 17 that was caught. I think it was on his boat or something like that. But they've been killing them, catching tons of double digits. Uh, And he's not doing the swim bait. So, you know, I love the swim bait. I love hearing the stories. But it was cool to hear from someone else's perspective on a different type of fishing for big bass. So he's not really a swim bait guy, so he has a great story. He's also a big tournament crappie fisherman. So thanks again, Josh, for coming on. I appreciate it. It was his first podcast, so I beat everyone to the punch for once. (laughs) But uh, I hope you guys like this one. It'll be a a fun one. what's going on this week this week I'm heading up north I'll be up north doing Zealand Hunter um Obedee Williams Greg Blanchard Mike Ensign, tackle tour uh I think I think Pacific ghost which I think he holds a spotty record um and we're having a big Delta roundtable so I think on day two- oh Jeremy from Black Dog. I think we're going to do a history one where I go to his his house, and we pull up some old stuff, and we do the same thing we did with Jim Mason, but he's also, we're going to dig into all kinds of topics we've been talking about the last couple months, so I think that'll be really fun, so I, I think I'll be doing about six episodes or seven episodes up there. It's going to be a ton of fun. I think that Saturday, we're going to be barbecuing, so if you live up that way, you want to stop by Caesars and grab some gear, hang out, be involved, part of the Delta Roundtable, just If you have a question or anything like that, I'm also going to make a post this week because I want to get uh, some good questions about the Delta Roundtable from anyone that's going to be up there. I'm not sure the whole lineup yet, but I want everyone to be involved. So uh, that'll be happening. I got something, a new idea I want to try. I think it's going to be pretty funny. Uh, I'm going to announce it probably in the next week or two. I'm going to try it out, see how it worked. If you guys like it, we'll keep doing it. And... Check out the YouTube. I've been on top of it. So if you guys want to see, I'm thinking two episodes a week on YouTube, please go check it out and subscribe. Give us five stars on iTunes and Spotify. And I'm going to be trying to work on a new hat, uh, the new logo. So the Cast and Crank logo hat with a patch on it. So that's the plan. We'll see how it works. But um, you can check out the website. There is some gear left on there. Please support us that way. Or buy a Phoenix rod. That's another way you can support us. So uh, please check all those things out. If you guys are up north, come by Toxic on Saturday. We'll be there hanging out. And uh, that's about it. Hopefully I go get redemption on that um that big big, largemouth that Caesar put me on that I broke off the split ring. So I'm hoping to get a big bass when I go up there. I'm going to try to fish two days. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys liked this one. It was great. Thanks again, Josh. Later. Nothing much. Look at all those big bass in the background, dude. Even though I mean,
0: they tear, dude. Yeah, it's it's been fun,
1: dude. <laughs> um so welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. We have it's Josh Jones, right? Yes. Okay. Um I noticed Josh on Instagram lurking like everyone else, and I saw you pulling like 15, 17s out of uh, what lake is it?
0: Uh OH it has been the main one.
1: Okay. And what, uh, I guess, talk about where you grew up. Where'd you kind of grow up at?
0: I've been all over. I grew up in Southern Arkansas. I graduated high school in Kiefer, Kiefer Oklahoma, uh, right here outside of Tulsa. So, yeah, man. I mean, I, I've been to Phoenix, to Chicago. I've been all over. But I kind of grew up in Arkansas and, and graduated here in Northeast Oklahoma.
1: So you kind of cut your teeth fishing art locally to Arkansas. What are some of the lakes you kind yeah. of like learned on?
0: Man, we grew up on the the oxbows uh, right off the Washita River. Um, Georgia's Anderson Tate, um, all the way down to Paraguay, English B. No one really even knows where those are. Those are in the <laughs> middle. A lot of them you need four-wheel drive to get to. Uh, and it's kind of the the flat bottom with the paddle type of deal, you know? So, we would just go to catch two and three pounders to eat and head home. You know, I never expected I would have a, a wall full of bass. You know, <laughs> eight pound where I came from were huge. You know, I actually have one here that's right at seven and three quarter pounds. I caught when I was six and that was like the biggest bass anyone's ever seen. So in that
1: area, that's like a that's like a nice bass in that area.
0: Yeah. And. And that was the one bass that I can remember us not actually eating.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. I'm like, did you eat that one?
0: <laughs> no, I did You know what's
1: rem- crazy? The, the crazy thing is like on the West Coast, so frowned upon, like so frowned upon to eat largemouth. I don't give a shit. I don't no. care. Like to me, it's like I, I get if it's a breeder and it's huge and we're going to put it back. But if you kill some bass, I mean, you pay for your license. So- you should be able to do that.
0: I had a meeting with the Oklahoma department of wildlife today and they're like trying to get people to eat fish because there's too many small ones and our whole lives, you know, for the most part, we've been told don't eat bass, don't eat bass, don't eat bass. And now they're like saying, we need to eat all these bass. you know, not saying take the biggest fish out of the lake, but, but they're wanting to eat, you know, 12 to 16 inch fish. I think, I mean, and I just don't want to mess with them. If I'm going to eat fish, it's going to be a crappie. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, I, I don't
1: eat any, for, the only thing I eat stripers. I'll eat stripers and that's about it. And everything else is salt water. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, we're not that fortunate here in Oklahoma. <laughs> we got uh, some stripes.
1: That's cool. Um, so do you try to be involved with kind of like the fisheries somewhat where you live?
0: Man, not really. Uh, I kind of called them out. So I, I don't even have really a big following on Instagram. I, my main followings on Facebook. Okay. I've kind of called them out over over time about basically how they suck at their job, and uh, you know it got a lot of attention because of how many people it reached, and they wanted to have a meeting, and and I thought it was genuine. I, I, they were like, I, "We want to know how you can do better," and this and that. And I went down there and met with them today for hours. You know that. A lot of nice people and they're trying their best with what they have, but it was just them grilling me the whole time, basically saying they didn't straight up say they don't want me to bash them anymore. But that's exactly what I was there for, for them to show me how well they're doing, because I've been catching all these giant fish in Texas, you know, most of them I've caught right at 70 double digits in the last two years and probably... 40 of them came from Texas, you know, in the last year. And so how
1: far is Oklahoma from Texas?
0: I mean, it's it borders Texas, but the lakes I've been fishing from my house is seven hours.
1: Are you living in Texas and in Oklahoma at the same time?
0: I mean, I got a family here. My house is here in Oklahoma, but I mean, I've been just traveling back and forth for the most part, you know, and yeah. Uh, it, it sucks because I got a, a kid, but damn, man. I mean, when you catch 15 pounders in Texas, are you going to stay in Oklahoma and catch seven pounders, you know, and I've caught some double digits here, but it ain't nothing like Texas. No one's going to want to travel here to fish. You know what I mean?
1: So when did you, uh, I guess this is a, the big thing for me is you're doing a lot of this on jigs, not just on swim baits, right? Do you really throw swim baits?
0: And I don't. I'm getting into the swim bait game. I'm really horrible at swim baiting. I'll be honest. I want to join the cool kids club. I want to (laughs) I've tried to throw swim baits. I'm just not good at it. I I mean I I had a couple opportunities at 13 plus caliber fish, you know, 13 pound plus, and I missed them both on swim baits. Um my style of swim baits like a three point two, you know, just a little bit. But I've been throwing some some eight inch swim baits with some, some glide baits, but I'm just not good. I mean, I'll be honest with you.
1: Well, I, the thing that caught my attention when I kind of saw what you're doing is a lot of the guys that are catching the really big fish are throwing swim baits, but you're the kind of black sheep that's throwing jigs and I don't know what a rigs or whatever else it might be
0: here in the fish's mouth. Let's see if I got another one. I don't have another one Uh, here. I'll get it real quick and I'll show you a lot of these fish on. Uh, Ow. So this, this is the exact bait. I got my lawn chair here upstairs. This is the exact bait I caught a 1510 on. Um, no trailer at all. It's just a divine swim bait or swim jig by six cents.
1: No now, trailer.
0: No trailer, dude. No. <laughs> so I don't even know the number. I would, I would be a fool to even try to guess, but I'm, I'm just going to throw out a number I've caught just since june probably 60 or 75 bass over eight pounds on this i mean this has been my most consistent bait actually since may no trailer i cut the weed guard off because i'm using forward and sonar you're not going to get hung up i have not lost a single <laughs> swim jig so i caught i got a fifteen ten. i caught in december i've never lost a swim jig in my life so i threw this thing another probably three weeks and I was fishing with my buddy. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should keep this thing. It's kind of special. You know, it caught a giant bass. And he's like, yeah, you probably should. So I retired because I didn't want to lose it.
1: What What gave you the idea? So, like, I guess first, what made you want to travel to this lake to catch the big fish?
0: Uh, well, so Ben Milliken found it last February. So I went down there in February because, you know, I was kind of friends with all those guys. And I ended up catching... Two share lunkers last year, which were over thirteen pounds. I had, let's see, in eight days, what was it? I I lost count. I caught several, and in eight days, I caught over twenty double digits. I caught a fifteen forty, a thirteen twenty, a twelve two, nine more over eleven, and some more tens in eight days. And that was this uncharted territory where no one's fished, you know, and the lake's not that good anymore. Um, but I didn't. End-
1: pressure, I'm sure, right? The, just too many people now?
0: Yeah, man, lots of pressure. Uh, and I don't know necessarily. I mean, I don't even know. I, I think the fish are definitely doing stuff different than they did last year. They were schooled up. You could find a 100 in one spot, but it ain't like that now. They're just scattered out. Uh, but, yeah, I ended up. So I had a good spring, summer went, I fished a lot. It sucked fall. It kind of sucked. And then I was bored one December day and I was I called my buddy up in Texas. I said, dude, you want to go to Ivy? And he said, yeah, man, I'll meet you there. We had a day and a half and uh, went down there and caught a 15 pounder, dude. I mean, it was pretty, I mean, that lake is just something special, you know, it's, it's, it's the best lake in the world outside of California for catching big bass, for sure.
1: So when you started going down there to catch the bass, were you kind of undergunned on gear? Because you're probably used to catching 8s or 7s or 10s and or 15s.
0: So I went down there. So Milliken texted me and it's like, dude, we just had an epic day. I said, okay, I'm on my way. I went down there the next day. I didn't think I was going to catch a big bass. You know, I'm, I'm used to these 8, 9, 10-pounders here in Oklahoma. So I went down there, and five minutes into it, I had two eight-pounders. So I was like, dude, this place is nuts. You know, I'm taking pictures of eights. I'm like, you know, eight-pounder's big. And then 30, probably 30 minutes into my day, I got a phone call, and I answered it, and I was on the phone. And at the same time, I hooked a bass, and I didn't think it was that big. You know, sometimes they don't fight in the winter. And it got to the side of the boat, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God, it's over 13 pounds got off. It got off. And I was like, so I was heartbroken, dude. I was like, this is, that was the one fish of my life. I screwed it up. It it was horrible. I actually ran out of gas. So I had to leave or troll back, go get gas. I came back and literally 30 minutes later, I caught a 13 pounder. So I should have had two 13s that day. One it, that first one could have been 14. I mean, it was huge. So then I was like, oh, wow, you know, this place is epic. And then just went on a tear, catching giant bass. Like I said, it was like 20 or 25 bass over 10 pounds in eight days. I mean, it was like the most epic week of my life. I mean, it's that's some Butch Brown stuff, you know.
1: How, what's your big bag?
0: Uh, I've had four, I've had five 50 pound stringers. Damn. uh my biggest is 54 damn so which is pretty good size but there's 60 pound potential out there uh so,
1: so a lot of this is on that that swim jig
0: no that's it little, are
1: were you were you learning how to like did, were you, are you a really good jig fisherman is that your deal like you love jig no, fishing
0: so so those fish were on a rigs okay those 50 pound stringers was on a little lake here in oklahoma um this bait and this i've never even told this story so i found this bait so i'm sponsored by six Sense. i i was like okay i gotta go get some content i gotta go catch some fish i found some fish the night before and i caught them on a spoon they were on this they were on this drop and there had to be a hundred of them or more there there's probably two or three hundred so i go there the next day i'm prepared i got my video you know my gopros i can't catch them they're there i can't catch them i threw drop shots Carolina rigs, spoons, crankbaits, spinnerbaits, little georges, you name it, I threw it, okay? So I said, "Man, I'd never used a swim jig in my life, only at night." So, I'm a crappie fisherman. Yeah, you guys probably don't crappie <laughs> fish. <fishermen. laughs>
1: they do we do a little bit of it, not not much, but there's tournaments, some small ones. I think so, they're up Northmore.
0: Yeah, Clear Lake. So, I found a crappie jig. A quarter ounce head with a two watt hook. And I was like, man, I'm going to try this. Started whacking them, dude. Caught an eight pounder, caught 80, you know, something stupid. So I can't, I don't know if it was that same day. It wasn't. I came home and I was like, I got to find something that I can catch these on. And this, I rummaged around in my box and I found a swim jig and I was like, that's not much smaller than the crappie jig i'm like dude that that's literally the same size as the crappie jig and when it's going through the water it's it's like like that you know yeah. so it's profile i'd always use these with trailers so the trailer was kind of defeating the purpose of trying to get that small profile I went back rest is history dude i caught tons eight pounder i mean dude
1: so did, were you and, sponsored at sick for with uh, six cents at the time
0: yes So that's why I was like, this crappie bait's not going to help them at all. Plus, I was like, dude, I'm about to win every tournament in America on this crappie bait. You know, I was like, I'm going to keep it a secret. I'm not going to say nothing. And uh, anyways, yeah, that was short-lived. I don't even know how I caught them that day. But I discovered the swim jig, and I straight pounded them, dude. All Here in Oklahoma, all summer long, I caught my first double-digit in the summer – I'd never done that before. I'd always caught them in the winter. Yeah. Uh caught numerous nines and eights. And I mean, it was pretty epic. Got most of them on video. Um, so yeah, man, I was trying to just for so long. I all I heard was, and I never really videoed my catches last year. Wait. Yeah, it was last year. 2021. I never really videoed. So I had this stigma that. I'm out here snagging all these fish on a rigs, you know, mm-hmm. and then started showing videos, just hammering them on the swim. jig with no trailer. Yeah. I'm blowing people's minds. You know,
1: did you, did you get a lot of crap for that? Like people thought you're just dropping a rigs on their heads and kind of snagging.
0: Yeah. And they tried to discredit what I did because I'm using Ford facing sonar with a, an Alabama rig. You know, I heard that for a while and that fifteen ten was like a huge weight off my shoulders Because I had it on video, the swim jig was in its mouth. Man, even the game wardens, the wildlife department, Texas, was accusing me of snagging. Like it, I swear. Like they, because what I did had never been done before. You know. So let
1: me. So you're you're dropping the a rigs on these fish, kind of. I mean, how how deep are you going?
0: Well, I caught a thirteen pounder in eighty foot of water, forty foot down, and I've caught them in. 15 foot of water i mean it there's just you never know where they're gonna be and that's something else man i kind of pioneered the ford facing sonar at least in my area for crappie and these crappie are just out in the middle of the lake just random i just won a crappie tournament last week on lake fort these crappie are just wherever and over the years of fishing i just always saw these bass and one day i was laying in bed and i was like man i I'm going to go try that bass. I'm going to go bass fishing. And I so, went out bass. So,
1: so real quick, you're not like a like a you're a crappie fisherman. Would you consider yourself more of a crappie fisherman than a largemouth? Uh,
0: I was bass fishing my whole life and probably I'm 34 years old. Probably when I was 24, I got real hung up on the crappie and I just loved crappie fishing. You know, that's all I did was crappie fish for years and then Ford Face and Sonar came out 2015. I was a beta tester for Garmin, so I was one of the first ones that had ever used it. No one knew what they were doing. I mean, the Garmin guy, I remember the day he gave it to me. He he gave me this, and he's like, hey, this is live Sonar. And I was like, what do you want me to do with it? And I <laughs> swear to God, his words were, I don't know. You'll figure it out. Like, I was like one of the first to ever get it. So I'm out here trying to figure it out, learning it, whatever. I learned it for crappie, dude. I made a name for myself, crappie fishing. I went out, started fishing some tournaments. I was winning every single tournament I entered. And people started finally taking me serious. Went out, won numerous national events, national championship. And I just got bored with it because all the people hating, you know. And I'm just like, dude, I'm on bass fishing. Went out bass fishing. And, dude, it's just been, I mean, epic. I don't even have it. <laughs> I, bet I've, I bet I've caught 400, maybe 500 bass over eight pounds the last two years.
1: So but, how does how does the, the crappie plane, the, the whole, I guess more how does the forward-facing f- sonar? Because since you're kind of like one of the first beta testers of it, how did that change the game when you first got it? And uh, how was it reading the structure? Like break that down a little.
0: I mean, so I didn't have an instruction manual. I didn't have YouTube. I didn't have nothing. I had to, I had to find out how to use it the hard way, you know, staring at the screen for hours and hours and hours. And for the first, you know, couple of years, I even tried to bass fish with it. And every single bass I saw just followed the bait. And I was just like, dude, this ain't bass. You ain't going to catch a bass because they all follow. And then the crappie thing just blew up, man. And, and here in the Midwest, I mean, everyone was just forward facing sonar with crappie, you know? Even the professional bass anglers were calling it crappie scope. You can go back. (laughs) I'm sure tons and tons of views. They call it crappie scope because they really didn't think it was useful. And then that one day, man, I was just laying in bed and I just said, I'm tired of crappie. So many haters, so many, just so much drama. And I was like, dude, I'm just going, I'm going bass fishing. So I went bass fishing to a local lake by the house. And I was running a GoPro the first day I ever did it. I turned the GoPro on. I backed in the water. I pulled my truck up. I came back to the the boat. I went to the very first tree I saw and caught an eight-pounder. I stopped the GoPro. And from the moment I backed the boat in the water to the moment I caught that eight-pounder was less than five minutes. So I was like,
1: game. That's a game changer as well, too. I know a lot of... I talked to Ben and he kind of likes the, the live scope for at bats. That's what he said. He's like the most at bats he can get now guys down here. That fish, the big bait will turn it off because it's the pressure. Um, do you see that live scope affecting the fish in any way?
0: No, man. And now I'm using active target. Um, but I haven't necessarily, I think pressure affects it. Like not, not necessarily boat, but those fish seeing the same baits over and over and over. That's definitely affected it. When I first started doing this, I can say with 100% confidence, no one else in America was doing it. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Literally, every single fish I threw that A-rig in front of, I caught. For- so you're,
1: so th- when you're doing the A-rig deal, you're dropping them deep. When did you start doing that too, if you don't mind <laughs> me asking? Because I have a little, I guess a side note from what we do for Sand Bass over here is what you're doing, but the people have been doing it.
0: So the fish I was catching, really, I was catching some shallow. I was catching some deep. But most of these fish never saw baits. You know, I was fishing in mainly lakes with just standing timber just everywhere. No one in history of these lakes has thrown an A-rig. And I was finding these fish that were virgins to A-rigs, man. I went out one day, and I had a real job at one time. <laughs> <laughs> I went after work. I worked all day. I went for three hours after work, and I caught nine bass over eight pounds in three hours. And every single fish I saw, I caught. That ain't like that anymore, dude. You (laughs) might get one out of 20, you know, because these fish, they just get educated. I mean, it it sucks. I mean, people can say it's going to ruin fishing, but it's not because you're just going to have to fake these fish out. You're going to have to learn how to actually catch these things. That's how I figured this out, you know. They wouldn't hit an A-Rig. I threw an A-Rig at them. Granted, it was May when I figured that out. But it's it's definitely a depressing feeling when you're looking at 200 bass and they won't eat. They'll follow. There would be 20 of them follow all the way to the boat, but they wouldn't eat until I figured out, hey, this. And you yeah. wouldn't catch all of them. I mean, you would catch a lot of them. Yeah. A lot more. With anything else
1: what did how long did that a-rig bite last for you and when did you realize hey i got to change some stuff up
0: so the first couple years i could fish a-rig until april here in oklahoma this year the a-rig bite in texas lasted man from probably late january's when it started to very early march so it lasted a good 30 to 40 days it wasn't it wasn't as good as it was the year before the year before I mean but more people are throwing it and there's a rigs on every corner on every boat <laughs> I mean which is fine but it it has made fishing harder
1: we've did the same thing uh so I do a lot of calico and sand bass fishing which is kind of like uh the saltwater you know bass fishing so where our big ones are like a, you know, a 17 is going to be like a 10-pound calico. 16, you know, that would be the comparison. If you can catch a 10-pound calico, that's like the one. But we do that on the stones out here. So, they'll be, you know, we'll come up to some some 90-foot uh, stones and we'll drop the rigs down and just, you know, wait for it to hit the bottom, burn them back up. And the guy that showed me has been doing it for seven years, six years, you know. It's a, it's a crazy thing. And that's why when I heard you talking about it, I'm like, I know what he's doing. You know, like I get it.
0: Where are you from? California. What part?
1: So, uh, Orange County.
0: Oh yeah. Hey, my wife's from Orange County. She's from Laguna, man.
1: Oh really? I'm from uh. Well, I live in Buena Park, so it's about Laguna's about see about thirty five minutes away from me. Not too far, but I mean, <laughs> I fish up and down that coast uh, constantly. You know, just for my love's calico. So I do a lot. I mean, I still fish. You know, green bass, but calico is my deal. But um. Yeah. What kind of a rigs were you using, and, and do you have a do you have a preference on how they're rigged, how long the arms are, heads? Hey guys, here's a quick piece from Phoenix Rods. If you're looking for a swimbait rod, you can check out the Phoenix M1 or the Ultra Swimbait Classic. I like for the Tiny Clash and the K9, the M1s, uh, and for my huds, I like the Ultra Swimbait Classic. There's a there's a ton of uh, different choices you can choose from, and if you guys want to check them out, check them out at phoenixrods.com. You can follow the, their Instagram, Phoenix Rods, on Instagram, or you can check them out at your local tackle shop like Eric's Tackle, Performance Tackle, Save-On Tackle, or whatever's closest to you. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you like the episode.
0: Well, now there's a Sixth Sense prototype I used this year, but for the last couple of years I was using Shane's Baits, eight blades. Um, they had four arms and then a middle arm, so five total.
1: Can you do five hooks over there?
0: We can do five. You guys only got three, right?
1: Yeah. Well, not in the salt. Salt, we can do five.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we can do five, but really all you need is three because the other two always get hung up in the side of the fish and stuff. And I can see why people think people snag them. But if you can snag bass, you're doing something special because I'm telling you, it's easier to catch them than it is to snag them. Granted, I haven't ever tried, but we have this fish here in Oklahoma called a paddlefish, Mm -hmm. Spoonbill. They get like 140 pounds, and you can literally legally snag them. I mean, it's cool; it really is. It's like <laughs> a big saltwater fish, and you got to throw a treble hook at them. So I know exactly how hard it is snagging these fish because these fish are sometimes seven foot long, and it takes you a hundred tries to hook a seven foot long fish. So, yeah.
1: makes sense. So you, I mean, were you putting out videos, and and are did people start giving you shit when? You just started take, putting pictures up because from one talking to you right now, I feel like you kind of need, you felt like you had to clear your name a little bit because you people were saying, Hey, dude, this guy's snagging.
0: It, I didn't necessarily feel like I needed to, but it was nice to actually get some video out catching. I caught a 14 pounder on video, I caught a 15 pounder on video. You know, that not only helps me, helps my sponsors, but it helps these other people. Like, hey, they, they can't, even though they, I know the video's out there, they still probably accuse me of snagging. But they, you know, now now you can see on the forums people actually standing up for me when someone accuses me of doing something shady. They can be like, hey, this video, like, shows he's not. Which I don't even care about all that stuff. But when, when the law gets involved and when, you know, they're, like, legit thinking you're snagging them.
1: Did you have, did you have, like, The Texas, like the DFG, come and go, hey, you snagging these fish?
0: So one of them, so I got checked by a couple game wardens in Texas. And then 30 minutes later, a couple other game wardens showed up. And I said, man, your buddies just checked me. You you know, I'm good. And they're like, well, we need to check you again. And then he insinuated that I'm just over here jerking up and down. And he's like, have you been snagging these? All, All we see is you jerking. And I was like, no. I mean... I had clients in the boat with me, you know, because I'm, I teach people how to do what I'm doing, and anyways, the game come to find out, the game wardens, or one of them, it was his local lake, and he was mad that I brought all this attention, and it wasn't even me, it was Millikan. and I, went- <laughs> so the guy left, and as he was trolling off in the game warden boat, he says, "You're that share guy, aren't you?" And I I nodded my head, yeah. And he said, you see all these boats? Thanks a lot. Like, it was just a bad deal, man. So you got,
1: you you and Milliken kind of, I mean, you guys both got put in the limelight because you're catching big fish, number one. And you're you're an out-of-towner. So they're probably like, this guy's coming, bringing the attention, you know, and they don't like it. Now, do you remember how much attention it brought when you started posting these fish? Or your client, I mean, you got a job. That's your job being a guide. So you got to post something. So, so did, you start, did you start seeing the people kind of come in?
0: And I'm sure Milliken said the same thing. It was a ghost town. Depressing cabin fever. I'm going to kill myself. This place is <laughs> like depressing. It went from zero boats to literally 750 in a week. That's One wild. Week. I mean, epic. The day that I caught the 15 and a half pounder, there had to be a thousand people on the water. You know, 700 boats, some boats had two people, some had three. There had to be a thousand people on the water. And it was just an absolute shit show. And that's how it is now, you know, which is good for the economy. I love it. Like, I don't care. I'm going to catch them either way. Um, but. How long have you
1: been uh, guiding for?
0: Uh, bass guiding? couple years. Okay. Three and years. And then
1: crappie, you do crappie, same thing?
0: I've, I'm kind of retired from the crappie deal. Uh, did that it, really,
1: do you feel that, that, uh, that it, it made you feel that salty about it? Like you're done with it. You seem like you're like, man,
0: man. But I mean, I make a lot of money fast, like teaching, you know, I get $2,000 a day mm-hmm. and it's booked up year round if I wanted to. Uh, but that's really not, I mean, that's not, I don't really need to do that. I do it when it's really good, when I can teach people, you know, I had several people catch a giant bass this year. Um, but the crappie thing, it's a little saturated now with the Ford face and sonar. Everyone's a crappie guy. Um, and I just, I'm not salty with it. I still fish tournaments. I still, you know, fish that tournament on Lake fork last week, hang out with the buddies. We eat a lot of food. We spend a lot of money (laughs) Party between us friends, you know,
1: how does, uh, how does this, I don't know anything. I've never had anyone that's fished crappie on. How does the tournament work?
0: So, you weigh your seven biggest. Your seven okay. biggest. Most people, they think crappie tournament. They're like, but, I mean, dude, these things can pay a lot of money. I that's,
1: that's my question is what's the payouts
0: dude, like? Well, that one last week, we won ten grand. <laughs> we won last year. We won $150,000 last year.
1: So, you can make a living off of crappie fishing if you're good at it.
0: If you're really good. If you're really good. you Between tournament fishing and guiding you can um did you you, have
1: different sponsors for the crappie than you do for the bass
0: uh man the crappie industry there's really no money in it like from sponsor standpoint but six cents is coming out with a a line of crappie baits and dobbins is one of my thanks to you (laughs) yeah oh yeah it was all a big partnership you know i really like those guys over there and I help them; they help me. We just like it to, It's just going to be a good, good partnership going forward. And Dobbins, Dobbins is from Northern California. Yeah, yeah. We got a my signature series rod coming out, crappie rod. No way, not oh, um, what well, you think. Like, I'm using a 14 foot rod. <laughs> so imagine a two pound fish, and you hooking it, and just swinging it in the boat. I mean, it's, it's different, but. I mean, how many how, rods
1: can you have out at one time?
0: I just use one.
1: Okay, just one. Because I, I mean, when we see the crappie guys here, there's like I don't know. It looks like there's four rods out, or they have bobbers no. and all this crap going. On. I don't know much about it, you know.
0: It's dude. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm telling you. If you came here to Oklahoma and we went crappie fishing, you'd have a blast. You'd well, really I love
1: want. I love all kind. I love cat fishing. I'll do anything. I just like fishing.
0: Yeah. You know? No. I am. We can come noodling if you want to come yeah, out. Here love,
1: have you done that?
0: Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) So so here's my noodling story. So I've been noodling since I was 14 years old. We used to sneak out and take the car because we just loved to fish. So when I was 14, my buddy and I would sneak out at night, take my mom's car all the way to downtown Tulsa, which is like 30 minutes. There's a pedestrian bridge with a low water dam and you can fish below it for catfish. And you can just slam the catfish, you know, five to 20 pounders. So we snuck out one night. We're 14 years old, okay? Took the car, downtown Tulsa. Had to be midnight. We weighed out in the middle of the Arkansas River, big river, and we're fishing. And a homeless guy, and it's in downtown Tulsa. A homeless guy comes out, and he's swimming around the water. And we're like, what is he doing, you know? And now I would be, like, staying away because he might kill me. But then, and that's probably not that's not true, but because <laughs> look, look he's swimming around and we're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm noodling. And we're like, this was before it got popular on TV. We're like, what? And he's like, I'll show you. And he had a beard and he had no shirt on. It's the middle of summer. So he's he's just swimming around the water and he comes up with like a five pounder, And we're like, what? <laughs> like. So anyways, we went ahead, we fished, whatever. We went home like the next day or two days later or whatever. I think we got our parents to drop us off. I don't remember how we got there, but long story short, my buddy tried it and caught a 25 pounder. Okay. Like, and, and we're young kids. We're like, Oh my God. Like, (laughs) so from that moment on we were hooked. Uh, I mean, I was diehard. Like, I am bass fishing now. I used to be diehard noodling. I had 250 holes, man. We would catch 30 plus over six pounds, 60 pounds a year. Do you I remember
1: thought, when the TV shows came out and all that crap?
0: Yeah, so so some of those guys are my friends. Oh, no way. Yeah, so, and that's how, I mean, we were all in the, there was a Paul's Valley noodling tournament. And, and if you ever get bored, there's a documentary. It's called, uh oaky noodle and like, that was from like the 90s and that was like my favorite documentary before documentaries were really even cool and i just started going to those noodling tournaments you know back when they were three fish limits and i never won but i just loved it and then after the tournament got so popular then here came the tv shows and now here came all these pretty little girls, you know, showing their butts. Yep, yep. Just exploded. But but I can say I've been noodling for 20 years before it was cool, you know.
1: Did you, uh, this is another, this is the shit that scared me. The beavers, snapping turtles, you ever run to any of those?
0: Man, I mean, I've had one run in with a snapping turtle. I just happened to grab its tail. It won big. And I was laid up in a hole one time, and there was a hole behind me that a beaver, I scared, and it just barreled, and it brushed up against my legs. <laughs> I mean, it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> laid up in a hole, you know, on my belly, and my legs were like I was laying down, and that thing just went across my legs and just scared the hell out of me. That's, so, that's yeah, sketchy, dude. It, you know, Oklahoma has a lot to offer. It really does. <laughs>
1: Different ways to kill yourself, right?
0: Yeah. But one doesn't have is 15-pound bass. You know, you got to go to Texas for that.
1: And do you think there's any lakes that are closer to you that can sustain that big of a bass? You know, have something that big? Yeah.
0: In the meeting I had today, and they didn't take me serious at all. Nothing's going to come of it. Nothing's going to happen. But those Southern California lakes, they pound with trout. Why can't we pound our lakes with trout, you know? Why Not anymore, we, we
1: don't get them anymore like we did.
0: That's why. And I knew mm. and that's why the northern lakes are still, you know, good because they have the native trout and everything. But I was like, man, why can't we just and they literally laughed at me. They said, Well, what do you propose? And I was like, Well, they mentioned something. I was like, let's stock some bait. And they said, So basically, you just want to feed the fish. And I was like, Well, yeah, let's feed. And, and they asked me what I proposed and I was like man how about we just focus on some smaller lakes and just pound them with trout and they literally laughed like I was an idiot i'm like yeah why am i even here you know so but do you, they, do
1: you do you think that having the uh, smaller amount of fish too many small fish is kind of messing up the growth of them
0: man I don't know I think if we got enough bait in these lakes I mean we got some shad but we don't have the luxury of native trout. We don't have the hitch. We don't have any of that cool stuff. We just have shad and some bluegill, and we don't even have a lot of bluegill. Some of these lakes have really no shad. So, Oklahoma, that we just don't have any money. Mm-hmm. We're never going to be Texas. Obviously, California probably doesn't have money if they don't put trout in those lakes anymore.
1: I don't think. I think there's just such a uh, disconnect between the DFW Department of Fish and Game. And the anglers, it's like we lose like we lose our coastal, we lose some of our coastline. We've lot we have M L P A so where you can't fish a section of the coast that's amazing. And they cut it out, you know, our
0: for a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at pizzic.com slash socks.
1: San Clemente Island, which is about a, a about a two and a half hour drive in a boat with like a three hundred on it, a center console. And but it's like Disneyland for bass for calico bass fishing, you're catching six. So why seven,
0: don't it's... they start trout? Because they, they don't start like...
1: trout, I don't think because uh you got a lot of uh, tree huggers and stuff too. I don't know. I mean the only person that I've That works, there's a couple people that work with them. I had this guy Stefan on, he works with the DFG Uh, Mike Gilbert does some stuff with the DFG But I mean, I guess it's just voicing your opinion And getting enough people, but it's hard You know, everyone, I mean like you're trying to do something positive I'm sure other people do, like Arizona has Those crazy uh, golden algae blooms where it kills all the fish All the fish is just gone, you know So it's like, it happens, different stuff happens in different places, you know it's horrible.
0: I feel like they were just looking out for their self. They didn't really want to care about anything I had to say. They just didn't want to be blasted on social media because then they have to answer to a bunch of questions. That's the vibe I got. I'm sure there's some great people up there, but they're not going to listen to anything I say. And they said it was due to climate, why we can't grow a big bass. Okay. And they gave me this sheet. I wish I had the sheet. I might have it in my pocket. No, it sounded- <laughs> They gave me this sheet and they're like, and it was all colored and shaded. And they were like, below this line is where the big bass are. Above this line, you can't grow them. So I was like, well, I know for a fact in northeast Arkansas, crazy place, there's been three 16-pounders caught, and it's in the pink, the little, the shade. I was like, it's in the pink. And I looked where we were, and I'm like, look, we're in the pink. And he's like, you just don't get it. This is a wide range of temperature. You can go 10 miles in one direction, and it's completely different. This is in millibars and this and that. And he just didn't want to get it. And I'm like, dude, you're the one that gave me this map. Like, the color where that 16-pounder came from was the same shade as the color where we live. So your argument should be 100% invalid. And then not including Lake Allen Henry and Lubbock. And you might have heard about it, might not have. Mm-hmm. Lubbock colder than Tulsa. It's like, dude, they're growing sixteen pounders over there. Why can't you can't argue with someone who already has their mind made up? You know what I mean. So. so next
1: next move would be like a board, but I mean, taking the time to set that up with a kid, a guide service, and that's the hard part. Is you have a voice, I have a voice, you know, to do stuff, but it's like, dude, my wife is already like another podcast, and they're like, same with you. I'm sure it's like, oh man, you're supposed to be home. Take yeah. out with the kids, you know.
0: And I and I travel a lot and I and, and yeah, she she's cool with me being up here right now, but I live I spent my whole day going to them trying to make something better for them yeah. to not anything. And it's like nothing's gonna happen. They just don't want to be slammed on social media and it's just whatever, you know. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to move to Texas for sure. Do you think so? yeah that's where the money is that's where the bigger fish are that's where the majority of my sponsors are i mean
1: are so, you now now since you you're going to have a signature uh, a rig are you going to work with a jig or a swim jig that you're trying to work with six cents as well
0: so no they they got their swim jigs and i i really like them already so i am going to actually have a signature series a rig so that's cool uh but yeah have Main you look- tried
1: have you tried the new um there's a couple different companies that make them they look like they're mono or floor like 100 pound or 200 pound a rigs that are like mono
0: mono yeah i haven't seen. you Holy. know i've i've been thinking about it they have them in salt water i know they do i've they, seen well them.
1: some someone made it and i bought i think it's a they're going to be pissed, like no work outdoors or out of work outdoors. I bought one and they're, they're legit. Uh, And there's another company that's coming out with it. And I always wondered, man, I want, I wonder how these things work like for the guys that are doing cream bass.
0: I mean, they do it trolling out in saltwater. I know. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I mean, I'm just wondering how, how that type of rig would work. It's always, I guess, like you said, something different, something new, if the, if you can get something new like that and drop it on the heads of the fish, it'd be like, that'd be amazing.
0: And in and, and a couple of years, we're going to need it because we're not going to be able to catch a single fish on an A-rig, I don't think. I, uh, that's
1: that's the crazy part is like coming up with new new stuff, new, you know, like something different to use, that, you know. I think so, that's why swim baits, a lot of guys will go and they will, oh, we have this different shape, you know, HUD or whatever it might be. But that's a whole nother thing, you know.
0: And the lifespan of a bass is much greater than really any other fish that we really try to fish for. Uh, I mean, these suckers can live 13, 14, 15 years. And I think that's why Lake Fork, I mean, you know Lake Fork, right? It's not producing hardly anything because these suckers are so educated. They get so many baits thrown at them. You can't catch them. I think they're there. I just don't think you can catch them.
1: uh, When you use a live scope or a live target, do you think line size matters a lot?
0: I just use 20-pound fluoro no matter what. On everything, on everything. Really? Well, I use swim baits on the glide baits. I got twenty five pound, but I suck at that anyways, so I don't. <laughs> you know, it's I've cool. It's up. cool
1: getting your your point of view though, because everyone I've had on is always targeting a big fish, and it's always a swim bait, and that's why I'm like I wanted to have you on because you're not throwing the swim bait for the big no, fish.
0: No, I'm throwing obviously an a rig, but the swim jig is my money bait. I mean. That's what I catch the majority of my big fish on. Now, I'm not saying the 13, 14, 15 pounders. I've only caught one on it, but all the other ones, the swim jig.
1: On 20 uh, pound floral.
0: 20 pound floral, yeah. Okay. I'm using 7.4, 7.4 with a five power, 745 Dobbins. Um, and I've heard, and this actually, you know, that, that Buca Burrito, mm-hmm. I got a couple, it's the same hook. Oh, really? I've even heard people say, yeah, that 794 that I really like a lot, Dobbins, isn't strong enough for this hook. And I'm using a 744 and a 745 with this hook just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know. And even with the fluoro, there's a little stretch, but I don't have a hookup ratio problem at all. Uh
1: what about real choice?
0: I'm just, man, whatever I can get my hands on, I got more Corrados than anything. Uh yeah, I mean, I'm going broke buying reels.
1: <laughs> That's your so, next sponsor, you need, dude.
0: Uh, dude, that in line. So at Ivy, I was replacing line every day. Okay, I I don't care if it was good. I was replacing it because I knew I had a ch- chance at a world record or a state record. And I've re- I've emailed several line companies. You know, I got two or three lines that I like.
1: Can you can you talk about the three lines that you do like?
0: I mean I don't even want to give them any publicity <laughs> cuz they, they won't even respond to an email you hey, know This
1: is life you know I talked to Ben about this you, if you getting sponsors is hard for me it's the same deal you know I have a following I have a big listenership you know it's doing great but if you're not a certain cut they really don't want to fuck with you <laughs> you know like
0: that like One of the guys, here's what's sad. One of them reached out to me. Okay. He emailed me. Great fish, giants. You're catching giants. You're doing great. (laughs) Let me know. So I called my buddy and I was like, How do I respond to this? And I responded and I was like, Thank you. uh, You know, whatever. And I didn't ask for nothing. Okay. I just put in like how many views I get a month and how many interactions I get before he even had to ask. And I Mm -hmm. never got a response. I think he was a little shocked. I think straight up he knew like, Hey, you're going to have to pay me or whatever. I don't know what he thought.
1: Well, what are you looking for though? I mean, you're, you have a family and you have a business. So it's like you're looking for a paid sponsor. It's the truth. Like you got to make money.
0: And I'm a little different because I've done well, crappie fishing, using a completely different line size, line diameter, different technique. And I've caught some giant large mouth. Like I got two things going for me and I can't get anyone to res- respond to an email. It's just like, what's going on? And I'm not going to beg. Okay. I would rather just not talk about <laughs> by my own than have to beg for something.
1: No, so, I I'm with you in the same, like I talked to Ben and, he kind of changed my mind a little. He goes, you know, you got to invest in yourself. He said, yeah, I'm like, you're right. So now I'm thinking of stuff I can do to profit, to make money off the podcast because I do have Phoenix as a sponsor and I'm working on some other ones, but you know, that's a whole nother subject is, you know, uh,
0: and I don't want to owe anyone anything, you know, like people offer me free stuff constantly, but that means I'm, I'm gonna owe them something or I'm gonna feel like I owe him something
1: they're gonna want a picture with that with that hat on or the shirt on or the
0: I just sometimes I would rather just pay for it you know and that's um, what you
1: do with the reels pretty much you kind of just rather I
0: buy own reels I buy my own line and I'm telling you I was using twenty dollars in line a day you know, I was I was spending a couple hundred dollars online a week you know between a couple rods and if I had someone with me Because, and I'm not real anal, okay? I'll throw the same bait for a year. (laughs) Like, I don't care about hook sharps, you know, like, but line is something that I'm like, we're going to replace it because we're not going to have it break, you know? If you have a 15-pounder on the end of the line, it's not breaking.
1: What knot do you like using?
0: I just use a polymer on everything. Really? Wow. But another kicker, I'm anal about knots. I retie all the time. Every so, time,
1: every what? Like, how many casts do you think?
0: Like, once an hour, you know. Okay. I'm checking my line just constantly. I'm doing this. If I feel anything, I'm like, but I've never had a polymer break. I'm throwing it on a rigs, you know, big three, four, five ounce, well, however heavy they are. A rigs.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you? Uh, do you ever think about doing any tournament fishing? Any uh, largemouth tournament fishing?
0: And not really. You know, I'm at, I'm at like the pinnacle of where I can go doing what I'm doing.
1: Well, I, you never thought, I mean, that might be like something, I don't know. I, I mean, you figured it out.
0: I think I have more to lose than I have to gain. Uh, amount, yeah. So you yeah, fished a couple tournaments, you know, I fished a couple, I fished a 250 boat and a 350 boat tournament and I, I finished second and one and eighth in the other. You know, I didn't get embarrassed, and that one tournament's actually I had a corporate job, and I had knee surgery, and I went out, and it was a skeeter here on Grand Lake, and I finished second, won five grand, not not life changing money, and I got fired for working while on disability, so that's what,
1: oh,
0: yeah, that's what started my fishing career, dude. Without that, I wouldn't be here, so thanks to the shitty company that fired me like (laughs) screw those people
1: dude
0: um you know i catch big bass i win tournaments i always send to my friend that still works there and i'm like show sean which is my (laughs) old boss i'm like tell him f himself you know
1: (laughs) um so what's your what's the next plan like do you have a plan as to how are you going to make your brand bigger stuff something like that
0: Focus on, you know, catching big bass and trying to win some tournaments, crappie fishing.
1: Are you trying to travel to different lakes to catch these bass, or are you just working on the one
0: you're at? Uh, so, I, I actually talked to the ODWC today, and I had it all uh, rode out and stuff. So, I did the math. I'm traveling to different lakes. I've caught a 50-pound stringer on two different lakes, which is, I think, impressive. One of them was in Oklahoma. As far as as far as I could find anywhere online or anywhere, it's the only time in history that's been done. I've caught a double digit on nine different lakes. No, 10 different lakes. Um, so I'm traveling around, you know, I caught a couple on Allen Henry. I caught a couple on fork, obviously Ivy, and then all around here at my house, you know, I've just pounded them, but they were virgin fish. They were easy to catch. And I caught a lot of big bass and, it's not that easy now. And it's only been, it's only been two years. And I, are you
1: documenting, uh, filming everything?
0: Not everything. I just started filming, you know, last year. So um, this is
1: kind of all new to you somewhat, but yeah, the Instagram, everything,
0: the Instagram. Yeah. I mean, new, like you can go on there. My wife used to do it all and it wasn't growing. I had like, three thousand followers which hey three thousand. but i was like you know what i'm gonna take over and now i just kind of i don't even know what i'm doing i just i just figured out how to check messages on it the other day <laughs> like request you know yeah i didn't know there was an all requests under most requested or whatever uh <laughs> top requests so i'm just learning the the tagging and the sharing stuff man i have no idea
1: <laughs> which is hey you're gonna have to fucking learn all this if you want these sponsors
0: bro well i got 130k on facebook
1: that works too but hey facebook's for fucking old guys man
0: I hey <laughs> but as far as far as the the teaching goes the old guys are the ones with the money
1: exactly exactly i know but i mean it's that's a whole nother uh I, I'm lost with the sponsorship thing. I think another thing that's going against everyone certain is a uh, COVID because they don't need anyone to sell shit right now. No. It's selling itself. Every, if you go to a tackle shop, it's hard in California to get a reel.
0: And yeah, they can't even get them from China. So it's like we don't need you promoting it. We mm-hmm. can't even.
1: So that's a whole other issue. I, I'm, I'm probably, yeah. within the next year, you're going to be having people banging down the door. What
0: about you. being saturated? Is the fishing industry too saturated with people just promoting whatever they can for nothing?
1: How many people have caught the big fish you have? That many? Well, I,
0: well, I know, but...
1: So you caught a 17 this year, right?
0: No, that was one of my good friends.
1: Okay, caught a 17. Um, Only bigger fish I've seen caught is this one, 18 something. And that is bass jack. He got that in NorCal and that dude, he's not catching, he's grinding for that one big one, you know? So, I mean, I can't see why it's oversaturated. If you're catching big fish to me, it's like, well,
0: so that, I mean, that's not a magical lake, you know, and I'm not taking away from what he did, but it is a magical lake. My other buddy, Kyle Hawk got a 16 pounder yeah, and I, enough to kind of help these guys along the way and their journey to catch big bass i'm not taking credit for what they did Mm -hmm. because they deserved what they got and brody my buddy who caught the 17 pounder i was actually calling him to order him lunch (laughs) and told me he's like i'm gonna go up this bank right here because i i i drew out a map and i said go here go here go here well he went to one of the spots i told him to go to and he was done fishing it. He's like, I'm just going to go up this bank right here. And I said, don't go up that bank. It sucks. That was my words. He didn't Were listen you to you
1: secretly it. saying, don't touch it. It's my water.
0: No, I really <laughs> thought it sucked. So he went up that bank and I called him to order him lunch. And I, I was on the phone. He's like, hold on. I got a big fish. And he had the phone up to his ear and he said, big one. And he hooked it and I'm hearing it. And then he dropped his phone and I'm just hearing the struggle with him and his son And they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's big, and it made a run. And he's like, oh, my God, oh, my you know. And then they netted it. And then he picked up the phone. He's like, this has got to be a share lunker. And he's never caught a double digit, right?
1: Can you talk about share lunker really quick? Because I'm not very familiar. So, this
0: program goes from January 1 to March 31st. If you catch a 13-pound largemouth, you can donate it to the state of Texas. State of Texas Keeps it in its own little lunker bunker. They spawn that fish out when it's naturally ready. They take the eggs. They put them in their laboratory. They hatch the eggs. Then they grow the eggs to be fingerlings. And then they release all the fingerlings back into the lake.
1: Dude, that's amazing.
0: And they release the bass into the lake. So it's literally the best program in the history of fishing. So you... So it was a share. So a share lunker is like a prize, dude. It's like that's all I ever wanted was a share lunker, you know. And it gets a lot of hate because a lot of people are uneducated and don't know what the hell they're talking about. So, anyways, you want a share lunker, like a teener, you know? Everyone wants a teener. So he's like, dude, it's got to be a share lunker. And I said, well, well, wait. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably like 12, 11 and he said 16.9 something and i'm like no i'm like re-. i was on the phone i said re zero it you know and he did he's like 16.95 i'm like dude get your ass here now like right now because i knew what it, i knew in my head there was only six fish over 17 pounds ever caught in texas mm-hmm. and i like, come here right now we might have a 17 pounder and yeah it was epic so he donated that fish. And the program is really, that was one of the reasons I wanted to meet with Oklahoma and be mm-hmm. like, hey, to implement one of these programs because it's so amazing. Uh, I don't I know. Your was,
1: video dropped out.
0: Got a go. call. Sorry. <laughs> I no problem. Uh, anyways, so it's so put it in perspective. In 2020, there was only six Sherlockers caught. In 2021, there was 20, 22 share lunkers caught Damn. by ang, anglers. I caught two of them in this year. There was 24 caught by 23 anglers. I caught two more, not including the 15 pounder. So I went down as the only angler in history to catch four, which is a huge, like accomplishment. And I did it's it resume
1: That's your line resume.
0: Yeah. And it, it happened in 13 months. Like it was the luckiest. It takes a lot of luck, dude. It's not just people think, Oh, he's bad at, no, it's luck as well. How
1: much time are you putting though on the water when you're fishing for these things?
0: So the first time I went down this year to to Texas, I fished 18 straight days, daylight till dark daylight. When the sun was coming up until dark and it took me, Five days to catch a chairlunker, but how I think, many? How
1: many eights and fives? And did you catch during
0: that? Uh, I don't even know. Damn. Probably. So probably not that many. Um, this was back in Feb. No, this was in January. No, yeah, this was in January. Not that many. The second one I caught, I didn't catch that many either. So the first one I caught, it was the only fish I caught all day. Um, cause I'm only throwing at big fish. The second one I caught 1479. I was with my buddy Kyle who caught the 16. That was, a, that was the only fish I caught in two days, you know? Yeah. Um, but last year when we were catching them, it was just eight pounder after eight pounder after eight pounder. So you got You're, to
1: see the, the pressure kick in and kind of the lake get a little more sensitive.
0: Yeah. And, and everyone thinks it's easy, you know, 24 share lunkers out of millions of fishing licenses isn't great (laughs) no and there was only 13 caught on the lake i was fishing two of them were mine one of them was one of my best friends brett one of them was one of my best friends kyle and the other one was brody one of my good friends so we almost half of them caught that's crazy me and my buddies you know so it's a great
1: program though i mean that that's amazing like If you could be done in other places, that'd be awesome. It's just... It
0: could. If California could do it, it would be stupid. Yeah. Stupid. And if they continue to do the trout. But it takes a lot of money, man. (sighs) They have corporate sponsors. They have big money donors. And I get it. I get why other states don't want to do it. But, man, fishing, especially in Texas, is a billion-dollar industry, dude. Oh, this. Yeah let's make some money. Let's not just watch other people sit back and reap the benefits of hard work. Yeah. You know? I mean, dude, Oklahoma looked at me like I was stupid when I was trying. <laughs>
1: to. Um, what, uh, since we kind of talked about the area and that was your deal. What rod do you recommend from Dobbins that you like to use?
0: So I'm throwing a seven ninety four mainly. Okay. Um, so I, I've, since started using a really, really light A-rig, one eighth heads with four, no, with five arms. I'm throwing it on a seven thirty-five Fury. Cause I'm not making super far casts. You know, I'm kind of just pitching it. The medium rigs, I'm throwing on that 794, which is my favorite. And the heavy ones with three eighths heads that I'm fishing 40 foot deep, I'm throwing on a 795 Fury. Okay. You know, good, good price rods two of them. The champion's a little bit more, but the champion, the champion, you can throw deep diving cranks. You can throw the medium swim baits, um, the a rig. I mean, when so you go out
1: though, are you, are you, um, you're not really changing baits up cause you know what they want, right?
0: No, I'm not. And go, man, don't necessarily look at the videos from this year, but go to my Facebook, right? Do you even have a Facebook? Yeah. And look at some old videos. Like I'm literally just, pitching it some of them i'm pitching it 20 foot in front of the boat like underhanding a-rings i mean it's wild and i that's how i was catching them on these crank baits i mean really? yo i forgot about the deep diving cranks dude i smashed eight <laughs> pounds on that all summer when the water got murky you just pitch it out there and drop it right by his head and hang on dude that
1: live scope has got to be like a super game changer i've I don't, i've seen it on one boat Never got to really mess with it. It's just, you know, and I'm sure you have it locked now because you've been working with it for years.
0: Yeah. uh, If you find someone that's better than I am at it, I would like to meet him. (laughs) I've been using it for so many years, since 2015 when it first came out. And I was using the LiveScope until January of this year, and then I switched to Lorantz. And I'm loving it.
1: you ever think about doing like a cool video, a YouTube video or something on how
0: to use it? No, because I just let people pay me. You know, to get- <laughs> it makes sense, right? Uh you know, it's it's crazy. I've had people offer me five grand a day to go show them how to use it.
1: I, I mean, it's it's the truth. I mean, it's another tool. That's what I always think of as yeah. another tool. And it's crazy that you know some of these dudes don't have it in their fishing tournaments. It's
0: wild. Yeah, and everyone's gonna have it, and you can get your butt handed to you using it. Jacob Wheeler just lost his tournament the other day, Redcrest, because he was dedicated to the live sonar instead of just fishing.
1: Yeah, no, it's it, crazy, and then there's guys that don't have it that, like, Matty Wong did really good, and he had no fucking electronics.
0: I mean, yeah, I'll be honest with you: if I don't have it, I'm I'm gonna get my ass handed to me. <laughs> I haven't thrown at the shore in years. I'm offshore, man. I, I stay offshore 99% of the time.
1: Just looking for structure.
0: Just looking for open water fish. Yeah. I mean, fish are just out roaming in the middle of nowhere, like legit middle of the lake.
1: Do you have of- to set up correctly to kind of hit them or do you just, if you see them coming up or you could see them and mark them, are you coming back around and ha- looking for them?
0: You want to you get to them before they get under the boat. The, the big bass, well, all bass, for that matter, have a tendency to want to be under the boat. They see the shadow, and here they come. So you got to get them before they get under the boat because they're going to realize something's wrong. And I think they're getting under the boat. I think they see the shadow. And they're like, okay, bait fish, bait fish. And then they come up, and then they're like, okay, that's not bait. And then it's over. You're not going to be able to – to spook a big bass and then catch it so you have to get that fish before it gets to the boat
1: so you're casting like you said 20 feet out in front
0: well now so if they I'm, do come so now that's why i wanted you to look at those old videos i was using a smaller screen so now i'm using a 16 inch screen so i'm throwing 70 80 90 foot
1: <laughs> yeah right
0: so that's it's, a
1: big game changer man having that live scope and all the yeah. stuff. It's it's really cool. It's really cool seeing what you did as well. And uh, man, if you come out to California, come out this way. We'll go calico fish if you're down here.
0: I'm I'm coming this winter. I'm gonna stay northern now.
1: It's not far. I've, I mean, I'm going up. I'm going up to the delta in two weeks. So I'm staying. I'm going to uh, toxic baits, and then I'm having all kinds of guys come on.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah. I plan on hitting uh, bowlers, bariesa. Uh, Clear Lake Collins There's there's several that I'm going to fish You got to go talk
1: to Paul Bailey on that one the Clear Lake one with his a-rigs Oh really? A pretty, yeah he's pretty locked yeah, He's got some nice a-rigs too
0: I mean I can't wait to get out in the middle of that lake I know nobody <laughs> I'm going to go to the middle of that lake And <laughs> hopefully find something
1: They got big fish there I'll tell you that But they're, um they're- Yeah I, I, I forgot. I think there's a record spotty out of there. That's what Paul Bailey had. I'm not sure what it was, but it's big. Huh. But, yeah, there's some there's some good fish or some sticks that live up that way, too. Even with the uh, – I'm not sure who guides Barry Esa, but uh, Josh Parrish is another guy that's been killing it. He's got bear- big – I think so, or New Malonis. I'm not sure.
0: And I I'm not, about, yeah. That was like four hours from our album stand, or three. Mm-hmm. It, there i mean there's been like 17 pounders Scott, 18
1: yeah so i mean there's a ton of good lakes around they're just finding the right guys i'm sure they'll point you in the right direction but um let's plug your sponsors and uh anywhere we can they can find you people want to book a trip anything like that
0: cool yeah josh jones fishing i got a bigger following on facebook i'm not old but uh (laughs) that's where most of my videos go I'm sponsored by Maynard Ford, Ford dealership down the road, Six Sense, Waterland Optics, uh, Russell Marine, El Dorado, Kansas, any electronics. Those guys are geniuses. Dobbins, phoenixstore.com, you know, Phoenix Lights, Norfin. You guys don't need that, but it gets cold where I'm at. That winter gear straight out of Russia. I know Russia is probably a sore subject right now, but... <laughs> Man, I hate doing this because I forget. <laughs> anyway, Sixth Sense, Maynard, Russell, Marine, Dobbin's—those are the main ones. Well, I, I can't. I don't have anything to look at. We'll
1: tag him if we if you do think of anything, you can text me and we'll tag him on the cool. on the episode. I appreciate you taking your time out from the family yeah, to come on. Thanks, dude. dude.
0: First podcast I was ever on, actually.
1: You never been I, on a podcast before,
0: dude? I get like tons of requests, but I'm just so busy. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do one. No, this is the first one.
1: You're a natural dude.
0: I'm gonna have to start going on more. <laughs> I
1: don't hey, know. hey, hey, let me put this out first. Don't hey, don't double no. dip on me. Let me get this one out first.
0: You're good. I got I mean <laughs>